Chapter Six of the Silver Princess in Oz. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen. The Silver Princess in Oz by Ruth Plumley Thompson. The Other Side of the Desert remembering the deadly and destroying nature of the sands below randy did not dare to look down besides holding on took all his strength and attention for kabumpo was borne like a leaf before the howling gale faster and faster and faster till he and randy were too dazed and dizzy to know or care how far they had gone or where they were blowing to which was perhaps just as well for as suddenly as it had risen the gale abated and coasting down the last high hill of the wind saved from a serious crash only by his faithful tarpaulin which now acted as a parachute kambupo came jolting to the earth with closed eyes and trunk held stiffly before him the elegant elephant remained perfectly motionless awaiting destruction and wondering vaguely how it would feel he was convinced that they had come down on the desert itself then as no fierce blast of heat assailed him he ventured to open one eye randy shaken loose by the force of the landing had rolled to the ground a few feet away and now jumping to his feet cried joyously why it's over kambupo over and so are we ho i never knew you could fly old push the foot neither did i shuddered the elegant elephant and jerking off the waterproof he flung it as hard and as far as he could oh don't do that randy dashed away to pick it up that good old coat saved our bacon and ballooned us across the desert as light as a couple of daisies but we're no better off on this side than on the other grumbled kambupo surveying the barren countryside with positive hatred not a house a field a farm or a castle in sight the idea was to get away from castles wasn't it randy grinned at his huge friend and folding the waterproof into a neat packet tucked it back in its place well there's one thing about castles observed the elegant elephant giving his robe a quick tug here and there at least the food's regular i could eat a royal dinner from soup to napkins give me a boost up that tree and i'll have a look around proposed randy need a spy-glass to find anything worth looking at in this country complained kambupo lifting randy onto the fork of a gnarled old tree shinning expertly up the rough trunk randy looked carefully in all directions we certainly cleared the desert by a nice margin he called down gaily it's at least a mile behind us and toward the east i see a cluster of white towers that might be a castle and nothing between mourned kambupo with a hungry swallow 
no fields orchards or melon patches there are fields but they're too far away for me to see what's growing and there's a forest too what country is this kambupo do you know depends on how we blew answered the elegant elephant lifting randy out of the tree and tossing him lightly over his shoulder if we blew straight from headland which is certainly the northwestern tip of the gilkin country of oz we should be in no land if we blew slantwise this would be ix then i hope we blew slantwise randy spread himself out luxuriantly behind kambupo's ears for if we are in ix we have only one country to cross before we reach eve and jinnicky's castle and the sooner we start the sooner we'll arrive agreed kambupo swinging into motion but if i drop in my tracks boy don't be too surprised i'm hollow as a drum and weak as a violet too bad we're not like the headmen said randy who felt dreadfully hollow himself without a body i suppose one does not feel hungry wonder what became of them anyway who cares snuffed kambupo picking his way crossly through the rocks and brambles they probably blew about for a while but with ears like sails what's a gale of wind or weather ho what's that i see yonder a farmer no just a hat stuck to a pole to scare away the crows randy told him after a careful squint but nothing grows in the field but rocks so why do they bother did you say a hat kambupo's small eyes began to burn and twinkle and breaking into a run he was across the field like a flash kambupo gasped randy as the elegant elephant snatched a hat from the pole and took a huge bite from the brim surely surely you're not going to eat that old hat why not demanded the elegant elephant cramming the rest of the hat into his mouth and crunching it up with great gusto it's straw isn't it a little old and tough to be sure but nourishing and anyway better then nothing almost strangling on the crown kambupo glanced sharply across the field then looked apologetically back at his young rider great gooseberries he muttered contritely i'm sorry as a goat why i never saved you even an edge oh never mind choked randy holding his sides at the very idea of such a thing even if i were starving i couldn't eat a hat but look old push the foot isn't that a barn showing over the top of that hill barn wheezed kambupo lifting his trunk joyfully why so it is ho this is something like and hiccuping excitedly from the effects of the hat no doubt kambupo went galloping over the brow of the little hill a pleasant valley dotted with small farms stretched out below 
Randy was relieved to note that his inhabitants were usual-looking beings, like himself. Children rode gleefully on wagons piled high with hay. Farmers in wide-brimmed yellow hats, rather like those worn by the Winkies in Oz, worked placidly in the fields. Everyone seemed contented, calm, and happy, that is, until Kambupo, delighted to find himself again in a land of plenty, came charging down the hill, trumpeting like a whole band of music. Oh, too bad, you frightened them nearly out of their wits, mourned Randy, hanging on to Kambupo's collar to keep his balance, as the elegant elephant, forgetting his elegance, made a dash for the nearest hayrick. Help, hi, stop! Now see what you've done. To tell the truth, the havoc ensuing was not all Kambupo's fault. No one in this tranquil valley of Ix had ever seen an elephant before, and the sight of one rushing down upon them was so unnerving and strange they fled in every direction, leaping into barns and houses and barring and double-barring the doors against this terrifying monster. Horses hitched to their hay-wagons cantered madly east and west, and the air was filled with loud shrieks, neighs, and the bellows of stampeding cattle. Such dummies, panted Kambupo, coming to a complete standstill. Well, he gave a tremendous sniff, if they don't want to meet a king, a prince, and the most elegant elephant in Oz, what do we care? I've invited myself to breakfast anyhow, and they can like it or can bump it. Just wait till I load away one stack of this hay, my boy, and I'll find you a breakfast fit for a king and traveler and the elegant elephant was good as his word. After tossing down a great mound of new-mown hay, he swaggered over to the nearest farmhouse. Pushing in the kitchen window with his trunk, he handed up to Randy everything the little farmer's wife had on her kitchen table. A bowl of milk, a pat of butter, a loaf of bread, a cold half-chicken, and three hard-boiled eggs do control yourself madame he advised as the palpating little lady flattened herself against the opposite wall these pearls will more than pay for your provisions afraid to touch the lovely chain kambupo placed on the table the little ixi watched with round eyes as kambupo backed away Ho! I guess that will give her something to tell her grandchildren, snorted the elegant elephant. Randy was too busy taking rapturous bites, first of bread and then of chicken, to answer. Why is that everything tastes so much better when you are traveling, he remarked a bit later, as he finished off the rest of the chicken and put the bread, butter, and eggs away for lunch. "'Cause we're hungrier, I suppose,' smiled Kambupo, crossing another field. And then, 
there's the novelty recalling the straw hat with a little chuckle kambupo winked back at his young rider but now that we've breakfast i think we'd better be moving i see some of these farmers gathering up their courage and their pitchforks and i'm too full to fight pooh they couldn't hurt us boasted randy stretching out comfortably i'd rather wish they hadn't run off though i'd like to ask them something about the country and you know kambupo i've never ridden on a hay wagon in all my life and i'd sort of like to try it that's the worst of being a king observed kambupo walking carefully around a brown calf you miss a lot of the common and ordinary pleasures hum hum let's see now all the horses have run off but there's still a heap of hay about so why shouldn't you have a ride without any wagon inquired randy looking wistfully at the largest of the haystacks why not puff kambupo and lifting randy hurriedly down from his back he rushed at the hayrick burrowing it with tusk feet and trunk till he was in the exact center then heaving up with his back and forward with his trunk he pushed till his head stuck out the other side come on he grunted triumphantly you'll not only have your hayride but i'll have my lunch throwing randy to the top of the load the elegant elephant looked far from elegant set off at a lumbersome gallop carrying the haystack right along with him at sight of his prize hayrick apparently running away by itself the outraged owner stuck his head out of the window and screamed but that did not bother kambupo the load was but a feather's weight to him and with the young king of regalia dancing and yelling on the top he swept merrily through the startled valley those at the lower end who had not seen kambupo arrive now catching sight of a load of hay moving off by itself simply fell against fences and barn doors blinking and gulping with astonishment too stunned and shocked to return the gay greetings of the nonchalant young gilrican riding the load kambupo sampling stray wisp as he ran and peering out comically from under the hay enjoyed to the utmost the sensation he was causing make a wish my boy he shouted exuberantly it's awfully lucky to wish on the first load of hay then i wish we would reach the red jinn's castle before night decided randy and wouldn't jinnicky laugh if he could see us now did you leave a pearl for the hay kambupo certainly restored the elephant speaking rather stuffily through the haystack we're travellers not thieves hi what's ahead my lad this load has shifted a bit over my left eye and i can scarcely see out of my right a dry river bed called randy 
bouncing up and down with the keenest enjoyment go slow old push the foot or you'll lose your lunch not on your life puffed the elegant elephant i'll stop and eat at first ho hay foot straw foot any foot will do down the bank and up the bank and now how is the view elegant breathed brandy grinning to himself at kambopo's verses more fields meadows forests everything but even so i smell sulphur kambopo moved his trunk slowly from side to side something's burning my lad and close at hand too why it's a horse randy's voice cracked from the sheer shock of the thing and coming straight for us too wait stop hold on no maybe you'd better run great gilkins it's smoking a pipe inquired kambopo trying to see through the fringe of hay that was obscuring his vision and what if it is am i the elegant elephant of oz to run from a mere and miserable equine but this horse squealed randy sliding head first off the haystack this horse is different oh really really kambupo i think we'd better run never pushing the hay off his forehead with his trunk kambupo looked fiercely out then with a start that dislodged half the load he began backing off as rapidly as he could dragging randy along by the tail of his coat end of chapter six